Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rust Belt Startup. This maybe is a new a new season of, of Rust Belt Startup. Uh, a belated Happy New Year and Happy Lunar New Year to you all. Uh, Rust Belt Startup is a, a, a podcast full of long-form conversations with artists, entrepreneurs, educators, people living unconventional lives in unconventional locations. And this is also the home of some of our shorter toolbox episodes. People have, have written me uh, in and said, hey, I like the conversations, but boy, I like the shorties, some of the toolbox episodes that are more practical in nature. And so we're going to lead off this season with one of those. Today on the podcast, I want to talk to you about data, specifically your data. Well, specifically my data, but it just as well might be your data. So we all know that the tech giants and social networks collect tons of our personal information and they've become integral into so many parts of our lives. In his book, The Four, uh, Professor Scott Galloway likens the big four to various organs in the body. He's got a great TED talk on this if, if you, uh, you want to check it out. It, I will link it up. It's, it's poignant and hilarious. But it starts with Google, you know, the, the mind, any question that you have. Who do you consult first? Google. It's where you might put your most poignant or most embarrassing or most important questions that you deal with on a day-to-day basis. The heart, Facebook. We inherently want people to like us. We seek love and connection and the dopamine hits that come with the digital feedback loop that are the likes and the hearts and the comments that Facebook, Instagram, Snap, and the TikTok provide. Fun fact, I've never been on TikTok. I have, I've never downloaded the app. Hmm. The gut, Amazon. So every product ever known to the planet, it's there at your fingertips, delivered to you in two to three days. Uh, did you know this, that more people are members of Amazon Prime than vote in this country? Ugh. We buy so much from Amazon, and, and they know our purchasing habits better than we do. And Apple, the reproductive system. Apple has become, for many, uh, attainable luxury and, and a signal, right? From white AirPods to shiny three-camera iPhones to the beautiful aluminum uh, computers and those glass and aluminum temples to the brand, the Apple Store. It's as much about the customer self-identifying themselves as successful, technologically uh, uh, literate and creative as they are about technology, as they are about the products, i.e. we're signaling to the world we make better mates. But I digress. Let's get back to data. Have you ever taken a look to see what data these networks have uh, and what data you can stop them from collecting? So in this podcast, I'm going to give you an overview of some of what I found and some of the tools that I've used to take back some control of my own data. So let's start at the beginning. Uh, about a year ago, I went through and started uh, using uh, Google Takeout. Google Takeout is um, basically a place on Google where you can log in and you can find all the information, or at least what they're sharing with you, that Google has on you, your account, your data, everything from you know your calendar, your browsing history. Uh, if you use Google Maps, all of your location data. Um, I turned the location data off probably seven or so years ago. But before that, um, when I first got an iPhone, I used Google Maps. And it had basically every location I had ever been to uh, timestamped. You could literally follow my life from place to place, from vacation to commute. And it was, it was crazy 
the amount of data uh, that was there. And so uh, I was able to turn that uh, turn that off several years ago, and I, I don't I don't share that location data anim anymore. But you can go through using Google Takeout and uh, take a look at or take out the things that Google has on you. At least see some of the detail that you have. So absolutely recommend checking that out uh, on a periodic level. So you can go to Takeout. Dot google.com login and you can kind of scroll through and see all of the different things that are out there many of which I'm sure you, you probably don't even know that, that you had so you can go through one by one and uh, enable or disable and download some of the data that, that, that Google has let's talk about the big three let's talk about Facebook Instagram and Twitter and um, I started this this process probably about a year ago where I went into Facebook and I and they allow you to download your data. And so I, I did that. I, I requested my data. And uh, about a day later, I was able to download a, a zip file. It was around a gigabyte of data. Um, and uh, I downloaded it to my server at home, which is kind of where I archive all of all of my stuff. And I unzipped it. And uh, just kind of started exploring. And, you know, two things uh, came into my mind. Oh, my gosh, there's a lot of data out there. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad that I now have I have it. And so when I think about, you know, the, the, the amount of stuff that could be done with that data in terms of and, and what Facebook is doing with that data, it's pretty astounding. You know, you think about um, when you look through it, it's every friend that you have. It's every article that you've ever posted, every link you've ever shared, every comment you've ever made, every message in Messenger, every like, uh, everything, the groups that you belong to, the groups that you belonged to. Um, so all of this data is available in this, in this zip file, all of your photos. Um, and in some ways, that's that's cool, right? That's that's why we signed up for social media, to in some ways document our lives or share our lives with others. But but. When you think about the complete, comprehensive package that Facebook has on you in terms of not just your your um, your your interest graph, but your social graph, the people that you know, the topics that you care about, you can really see when you start exploring this data um, how comprehensive it is. Even thinking about things like the way that you write, the words that you use, the verbs that you use, the nouns that you use, you can get a pretty detailed picture of someone. Um, and they don't make it easy to delete that data. That's the other downside to this, is that um, there's no good way, at least that I found right now to delete that data. So I've been over the past year plus, literally starting at the very beginning, I've, I've taken and downloaded the archive of my data. And so I've got it, right? There it is for posterity. If you ever want to see everything I've ever posted to Facebook, I've got it uh, in a browsable format. Um, but I'm also now just kind of batching the deletion of my Facebook account. Um, I really don't have a desire right now to just delete the account uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I'm not I don't know what happens with that data once that is uh, deleted, um, if it's deleted, how long it's held. Um, but also, I just feel like you know, the, Facebook has brought real value to me in terms of the network and the um, 
you know, the, the, the ways that I can share with all different circles of people uh, in, in, in my life and acquaintances. So I, I want to keep the network. I just don't want Facebook to have all my data. And so over the last year, I've started just deleting stuff on in a, in a bulk fashion, you know, taking a half hour here, a half hour there, and just deleting content. It is incredibly arduous. But I think it's an important step for me anyway, at not just taking my data back, but kind of providing in some way a digital reset. Like I still plan on sharing some things on Facebook, um, but I like this idea of spring cleaning. Now the problem is I'm spring cleaning a decade of posts, but uh, my intention is to kind of wipe everything out uh, until uh, the beginning of 2021 and then we'll start again. And then I'll wipe that out and I'll start again. Let's talk about Twitter and Instagram you know, the same kinds of things happen. You can request your data uh, in each of those apps, at the, in the Twitter app um, and in the Instagram app. And uh, it takes a little bit of time, but they'll send you a link to a zip file. And you can download that zip file so you can, you can have all of these, these tweets and, and, and this data. You can see not only what they have, but you can kind of archive it for posterity. And so what I did is I downloaded all my Twitter data. And, uh, you know, it, it, you can look at it in an offline fashion. You can look at every single tweet you've, you've ever uh, tweeted, and that includes your, your retweets. You can see every like. You can see the accounts that you've blocked, the accounts that you've muted, uh, all of your list data. There, there's quite a bit there. Um, and, you know, Twitter's gotten a lot of people in trouble over the, over the years as well. And, and I try to think about, you know, I don't have the same posterity uh, 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 reaction with Twitter. Like, I don't really care about my tweets. Uh, what was I tweeting about eight years ago? I really don't care about those things. And so um, I used a service called Tweet Delete, and it was, uh, they charge you, uh, there's a free tier, but if you pay, I think it's 20 bucks, it will go through via an API, and it will one by one by one remove all of your tweets um, based on certain criteria. So I basically said, you know, same thing with Facebook. Hey, tweet delete. Go from the beginning of time and remove every tweet that I've ever tweeted until uh, January 1st of 2021. And the reason I want to do that is I just want to start clean. I don't want to give up my, uh, uh, my followers, the people that I'm following, my lists. But I do feel like that's my data. I don't want that stuff out there forever. Um, there's probably something out there that I'm, you know, less than, less than proud of tweeting, especially, or, or retweeting. Um, maybe not, I don't know, but, but it doesn't hold, those past tweets don't really hold a lot of value for me. And so I downloaded that data and then I'm wiping that all clean. If you actually go to my, my profile, I still have all of my, um, uh, all of my, uh, follower counts and all of, uh, my followers, but, uh, I've wiped everything before January, 2021. Now let's talk about Instagram. Same thing. This was a little freaky too because I downloaded the Instagram account and and you know I was looking. It's like ten years ago. There's a picture of me my first my first po post Instagram, and I look ten years younger, and it's just a selfie uh, that was taken and, and that was my first uh, Instagram post. And you know, Instagram data is very interesting. So you can you can request all of it. My Instagram data was almost 700 megabytes of data. And um, it includes a lot of very interesting things. So, yes, I, I wanted the Instagram data not just to comb through it, but there was a little posterity here. I don't know if I actually saved all of my filtered Instagram posts to my photo library. And some of them I'm, I'm really proud of. Um, but if you look in there, 
uh, and you open up that zip file, there's some freaky stuff in there. And I want to um, uh, talk to you guys about a little, uh, a couple of the things that, that I have seen. So I can literally look through all of these, uh, these, these photos or um, these fo folders uh, in that data, uh, in that zip file. And here's some of the things that uh, I can see. And by the way, if I can see them, that means that Instagram has them and they've had them, which means Facebook has them. So correlate Instagram data to Facebook data and it's, it, gets, it gets pretty scary. So some of the folder names uh, that you get when you download your Instagram uh, archive include ads and content. So that means the ads that you have viewed, suggested accounts viewed, videos watched, comments, uh, every post comment, uh, that you have ever made is in this HTML document. Your comment settings, your contacts, your um, uh, a list of all of your archived posts. So things that you maybe don't even have publicly that are archived, you can you can still access those. Stories that have been archived, Instagram stories that have been archived. Um, device information. What cameras have you used? What kinds of devices have you used to post to Instagram? So that means, um, you know, the app, the device ID, and the logins. So you can really dig back and see all of those, all of those devices. Um, anything that you've done in terms of uh, liking, which is kind of crazy. Uh, every like that you've put on a, on a, on someone else's photo, like you can see all that stuff. Um, you can even see some of the data on this folder called information about you. Um, and it says, uh, there are two, two files there, accounts based in, which gives you your location and then ads interests. This is kind of crazy too. So if you click the ads interest file, it's showing that I'm interested in entrepreneurship, hotels, golf, camping, photography, adventure, travel, mountains, marketing, parties, sales, luxury real estate, graphic design, friendship management, uh, you know, a lot of stuff that Instagram is saying you're probably interested in based on your, um, your engagement data. So you can go kind of crazy with this. The, the Instagram data, I think, is the, some of the ones that freak me out the most. So you can browse all of these folders in addition to having um, the, the posts that you have um, uh, taken. You can obviously access those for posterity, but you can look at um, uh, basically anything you've ever done on Instagram. So when you think about liking something, making a comment on something, uh, any activity, that stuff is not that stuff is not temporary. That stuff is like part of Instagram's permanent record. Think of the, I mean, well, you can see the size of the database that, uh, uh, of just my stuff on Instagram is, uh, is, is big. It's, it's almost a gigabyte. And so, you know, it's really made me stop to think about not only what I post, uh, but where I post it, how I post it, when I post it. Um, and what's the value of, of, of that, you know? So, you know, there's the old adage, if you don't know what the product is, you're the product. And I think that is very, very true uh, when it comes to these social networks and, and the data that's associated with it. So, you know, what's the value of that archive? For me, certain social media um, archives, I think it's going to hold some value. I think, um, you know, looking at some of the things that I was interested in or the articles that I shared may hold some value down the road. 
But I want that data to be my data. And so I'm starting this practice of right now it's a monumental task, but I believe it'll be easier um, as I as I you know do this year on year, which is basically um, I'm downloading that data and I'm then going to delete it. And it, that data is is my data. And so I hope you take a, take a look at some of this stuff too. I would love to hear from you guys. Have you looked at your data before? Do you know what's out there? Have you downloaded the archives and browsed through them? And, and what do you think about this? Do, do you, it, does it, um, uh, are you concerned about it? Uh, do you have any practices around trying to take back uh, that data? I, I, would, I would love to hear. And I'm hoping to continue this conversation, or monologue, I guess, uh, really around you know the value of your data and and where's uh, where's the puck going? You know, I think that there's some very interesting things happening, um, where you know where we're going to start seeing things like uh, um, uh, uh, paid versions of applications for um, uh, services that that maybe protect your privacy a little bit more, you know, paid search, um, paid social media. I can see those things happening. Um, and then how do things like the blockchain uh, uh, factor into this? Decentralized social networks. And then what happens if you start uh, getting your data on, on blockchain, where it's really, that stuff's out there. It is, it is immutable. It cannot be changed. It cannot be deleted. What are the long-term implications of that? There's a lot of stuff to dig into, and I've been having fun starting to, to research that. But I wanted to share just this discovery phase with you guys and let you know that this is, this is something I'm, I'm very interested in, um, and I'm, I've been enjoying uh, downloading, digesting, and deleting uh, some of the the stuff that I think is mine and not Facebook's. So I hope you have a great week. Uh, I'm going to continue th- this conversation. I have a couple a couple of different uh, other other shorty episodes in the works um, on data and maybe where data is going. But I wanted to share this with you and, and hopefully uh, get you to uh, take a look at where your data is, what's out there what it's doing. And, uh, and I hope that you start to take a little bit more control of your data. So I'll see you next time. Have a great day.